Welcome to the Kramer Bros podcast. Uh, Taylor, I feel like the second time we're saying this this year, but another episode that we didn't feel like we would be be recording with the coronavirus, with COVID-19. And um, for our listeners out there, um, we know you can go a lot of places and listen to and get more helpful information that we can give you. We're just going to kind of talk about the overall landscape of that. And then we're going to get into basketball um, for the the majority of our, our podcast as well. Um, but as Taylor and I talked about in our previous um, kind of conversation, we also didn't think it was right to record this podcast and act like it wasn't happening because um, it is, it's, it's very real. And um, so Taylor, how are, how are you doing? What are you up to right now? Hey man, pretty much on uh, lockdown. So we have enough food and stuff here that we don't have to really venture out uh, too much. Um, I my office completely shut down every location like across the U.S., which I think was really awesome and a testament to the Alzheimer's Association and kind of staying in front of what this uh, virus is presenting. Um, so that's going to be an adjustment, man, is we're kind of having to halt or reschedule like some of the services and big things that I do for my job, but trying to provide as much help to people as I can remotely. So doing stuff over the phone, over the computer, uh, from home, trying not to play any role in spreading, you know, this crazy thing that's going around. What about you guys? I know you got little ones, so you're probably taking it pretty seriously. Well, we were on vacation in Florida this past week and about halfway through, um, all the news about the coronavirus, you know, become more common in the States and, Obviously, with all the sports postponing and canceling, um, we cut our trip a little bit short from Florida. We came back up to South Carolina, and um, I've been dealing with a lot of uh, events. As you know, my my job is is providing a basketball service, basically, um, and so went from having a really um, packed in a good way month of March and upcoming month of April to now basically being unemployed in a lot of ways. And um, so there, there's still plenty of things that I can, I can work on. Um, but as far as my job being affected financially took a huge hit and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining um, because I know there's a lot of other people in my shoes or worse right now because they're, you know, they're, they're sick or they know someone personally who's, who's sick. So I'm not complaining at all, but, um, it's been, a uh, something that I'm having to deal with. Um, that I've never thought I'd have to deal with that, that before. Um, you know, thankfully we can get by on my wife's income for, for a while. Um, but not, you know, forever. And, um, you know, and then having, as you mentioned, two girls, um, we have a daughter who has achondroplasia. She's a, she has a very rare form of dwarfism. And one of the possible um, side effects of having that are breathing problems. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're taking it really, really seriously because although she hasn't shown any signs in the past of having uh, breathing issues, um, that's something that, you know, she can't, we can't mess around with that. We can't risk um, her getting something extra 
to affect her breathing. If it's something that she's already more likely to struggle with, just with, you know, how she was, she was born. So we're kind of, you know, for the most part, self-quarantined for, you know, this next week as more information starts to come out, seems like more information's coming out every single day. Um, and so not trying to necessarily jump to conclusions, um, not trying to tell, you know, other people as much what they are, are judging, kind of what other people are, are doing, but we're definitely better safe than sorry, um, especially with uh, kind of the family situation that, that we have. For sure, man. And yeah, it's not, it's hard, you know, not to, to judge people based on what their decisions are, but I would encourage everybody to, um, without this trying to sound like a condemnation, but consider <clears throat> what your role is in this prevention. So we know how many people at this current time have been diagnosed with the virus, and we can only imagine that there's multitudes more people that have it that haven't been tested. And if you can play your role in prevention, so avoiding large groups and everything like that, it's just really, honestly, to me, it's respect for your fellow man. So if we can do that, uh, it's really going to go a long way. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I think if we can look at this time as an opportunity to say, how can we help other people instead of tear them down? Um, and I also think that there's so many people that haven't been tested because there's not tests out there. They, we really have no idea what the actual effects are um, and that this, this thing, although it has been in the States for longer than we think um, because it hasn't been widely tested, we really have no idea who has it or who doesn't. Um, and then it's a great reminder of how powerless and how little control we truly have in our life. Um, and as, as Christians, um, I think it's important for us to keep in mind who is in control, right? Um, not us. I got control. He, he, he's what's going to happen, even though we don't. Um, but I think for the majority of, of people, this is really, really difficult, difficult for everybody, but it can be really, really difficult, especially if you feel like, you had this control over your daily life in so many areas. And realistically, we don't. Things like this can happen at any given time and serve as that reminder of, man, we, we really are powerless. There's so very few things in life day to day. We have any type of, of control over and in many ways can kind of show your character your true colors and, you know, your faith, what, what you really, what you really believe in tends to, to, to shine through in times of difficulty. 100% man. I couldn't really word that any better. I parallel so many of those thoughts and it, to me, it's just, it's so nice to just have that additional sense of comfort, you know, to, to understand that there's somebody bigger than me. That's that, uh, you know, has a say over, over these things is huge. Uh, the one thing that came to mind, like it literally woke me up this morning. We're recording this relatively early in the morning on a Sunday. Um, it was a lesson that a recent friend had taught me. So recent, like we just became friends and actually we became friends because I started going to his and his dad's church 
when we first moved to Traverse City, and then we started playing basketball together. Um, so he is he had a whirlwind of a 2019, especially an end to 2019, uh, which I think everybody's feeling kind of a whirlwind in the beginning of 2020. But his dad um, had some issues at work, and he was in a major leadership position. And some things happened there where his dad had to resign and it left his dad in kind of a disgraced position with a lot of question marks. And as they were working through uh, some of those things, his dad tragically died. And so there were, there were no ways to get additional answers from his dad. And so he's telling me these things over a cup of coffee. And this all happened November, December at the end of 2019. And he said, the one thing that I've had to continue to remind myself is how easy it would be to chalk all of 2019 up to being a terrible year. He's like, my dad died. All this stuff happened. I could just easily say that 2019 was a terrible year for me. But he said, as he goes through month by month, looking back that he's seeing all the incredible things that also happened. And so I think we're kind of, going to need to to look at it the opposite for 2020. You know, it's been a difficult year so far in the realm of sports with Kobe Bryant dying and now with this, uh, you know, worldwide pandemic. Uh, for me, I'm having to trust like, no, this isn't going to define all of 2020. It's going to be a big part of it. Uh, but what what light can I find within the rest of the year? And so that's really going to be my mission, you know, despite what might happen as this continues to develop. You know, what, what is 2020 going to hold and what's going to make it great and how can I contribute to that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, each of us have different skill sets and it's important for us to find how we can positively contribute, especially at this time. In fact, um, one of the things that I want to notify our listeners to, if you're a basketball coach or a basketball player is we're giving out our online training program for free, um, I think all the way through April 11th where you can get it up to that point, whether you get it on April 10th and you get it free for one day or you start today and you get it basically for a whole month, but it's going to be free until then. Um, because I know so many people are home and they're, you know, if you're like my wife and I, you basically have, we have full-time jobs, but you have kids at home, they're home from school. And so it can be very difficult for you to do your job while they're at home. So to give you, all of our workouts, all of our workout videos. And hopefully, you know, you can get out in the driveway, you can get out in the barn, you can get in the, in the basement or the garage and do our ball handling. And, you know, just take your mind off things for a little less than an hour, over an hour, however long you want to train. And at the same time, you're improving your game. Um, and so I know that's a way that, that I could help with a service that, that I have. And um, I think it's important for us to try to see where we as, as people can contribute to helping other people out during uh, a difficult, difficult time. And we've, we've given out quite a few of those um, free memberships since, you know, we've been, po- I've been posting it on Facebook and, and Instagram, things like that. So that's been kind of cool to see. If there's anybody who doesn't, you can go to member.cramerbasketball.com. That's, that's the, uh, the training homepage. And if you want access to it through April 11th, send me an email, contact at kramerbasketball.com. 
and I will email you back a username, a password. I'll kind of give you a paragraph of kind of walking you through what's inside the program. And then if you have any questions on it, you can, you can email me back and I'll get back to you as fast as I can. But um, that's a service that I want to continue to provide. So for any of you guys that are listening, don't have the program, you know, I want to give that, give that to you. So thank you for doing that. That's awesome. So what the one thing I wanted to talk about is maybe trying to encourage players or walk them through, um, the feelings that they might be having to this really abrupt end to the season. So I know it started as, oh, well, you know, if the world is shut down, at least we can watch March Madness. They might be playing in front of empty gyms, but it'll be televised. And that's always like one yearly event that just seems to bring everybody together. Like people that don't even like basketball figure out ways to get involved in March Madness. But also, you know, the high school tournaments being um, canceled and stuff like that. The NBA looks like it's, it's, probably going to have to cancel the end of the season. I don't know for sure. Uh, this is coming, this question is coming from someone who in high school would nearly be in tears when we would have a game canceled due to a snow day. So I cannot even imagine having the end of my season cut short when really that's where, where all the dreams lie is, is that postseason run, how well you're going to play the pressure that comes with that. So what would you tell you know, players who are experiencing some of that heartbreak? Yeah, first off, you know, I feel for you because, you know, I was with my grandpa this past week. He's, I think, 78 years old. As we were watching, you know, the NBA cancel, March Madness be canceled. And I looked at him. I was like, has there ever been anything like this that you've been alive that you can remember? And he looked at me. He's like, no, no, I've never seen anything like this. So regardless of your, your age level, this is brand new for all of us. And so, again, I want to remind everyone, this isn't a time to judge how people are dealing with it, right? If somebody's really, really upset and crying and whoever it is, and that's how they're dealing with it. Like, let, let, them, let them deal with it in their, in their own way. Um, but as a senior, all right, so I'll talk about the seniors first. As a senior – whether you're a senior in college, whether you're a senior in high school, we know that, you know, about 3% of high school seniors are going to get the chance to play college basketball, which is very little, right? And so chances are your season ended and that's it. You're done playing competitive basketball for the rest of your life. I don't have advice for that. Like, I'm just, I'm just sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I can say that when I finished playing basketball, thankfully it was at, you know, 26 years old, I had a really hard time for, for a long time. And, and I think that knowing that if you're a multi-sport athlete where basketball has finished and now you're going to have to deal with possibly the spring sports season being canceled and basically you're done period playing competitive, competitive sports. I don't know what that's like. I don't know how that feels. And I wish I could say move on to find a new interest, but we both know that's not how it works, right? We've been a, a basketball family basically for forever. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to pick up a new favorite thing. That is my favorite thing, right? Um, and so I think that it's important 
when people are struggling with certain things to try to communicate it with, with others. So if, don't go in isolation. It's, and what I mean by that is communication, right? If, if you're struggling with something, chances are someone else is struggling with it as well. So whether it's a text, a phone call, whatever it is, you probably have a teammate who's struggling like you are. Talk to them. If you're a high school basketball coach, I'd be, if I was a high school basketball coach and this was happening with, with my players, I'd be on the phone with all of them. I might even be writing them letters, right? Just to, you know, letters are a way of, of kind of magnifying the importance of something compared to an email or a text message, right? I, I want to make sure that I'm supporting my, my players as, as their coach and that I feel for them in the situation that they're going through. If there's any type of support or communication that I can give them, I want to make sure that they know they can find some of that comfort uh, in, in myself. Um, and then the last piece of advice is no matter how much it hurts right now, that pain will slowly go away. And it might always, always hurt. Like you're always going to be like, man, that would have been awesome if I would have got to play my senior year of basketball in the, in the tournament and I didn't get that, that chance to. But that hurt will always just slowly, little by little, become less and less and less and less over time. That's just the way it goes. Exactly, man. And I like how you said, you know, people are all going to kind of handle it differently and we have to have an understanding of that. So however long it's going to take you for this not to be at the forefront of your mind, I don't know. All I can relate it to is the, like the last loss of any season that I had in basketball and then to not even really get a full shot. I can't necessarily imagine you know, what that would mean. I would encourage people as this pain uh, from this and just kind of the whole unfairness of it subsides, like, you know, it's okay to be sad and hurt because you guys worked really, really hard. But anything like this that happens in life is in some way preparing you for things in the future. So outside of sports, you know, are there things that are taking place at this young age, if you're a high school basketball player that is building some type of resilience and, and maturity in you that's going to allow you to handle something you know else in life a little bit differently. You have this perspective. Um, you might not realize what that's giving you yet, but it will. So as that pain kind of, you know, at least lessens over the course of time, you know, do understand like, you know, you were subjected to a little bit of heartbreak here and can that you know, actually make you a better person? I think that it can. So I would, I would, if you could, Try to understand that and take that in as best you can while fully understanding this is tough. And however you respond to it is probably appropriate. It just depends on the yep. person. 100%. Uh, and realistically, probably the more it hurts, it also represents that you were one of those people that put in more time than other people. You invested, you sacrificed more. So it's going to hurt more and it's going to hurt longer and that's okay. And that's, that's a normal, normal way to feel. Um, I think of all the high school basketball players that, you know, we've, we've worked with that are kind of seniors and 
you know, seas just boom, shut down, and they had big, big plans. Napoleon girls basketball in Ohio was in the state semifinals. Boom, no game anymore. It's like, wow. They had a legit chance to win the state title. Um, the Kingston boys basketball program, a legit chance to make a run, make it to the Breslin, you know. Man, what a, what a dream, right? Boom, no season, you know. Um, and then all the, you know, the other boys teams that we've worked with that were, you know, they hadn't even gotten to the district finals yet, right? I mean, there's like 60-some teams, I don't know, left in the state in every division, you know, so just to not get the chance to leave it all out there, even if it meant losing, that, that hurts, you know. Um, you'd rather give it everything you had and know that it wasn't enough than to not get the chance to give it everything that you had. I mean, that's a, that's a whole nother level of, of frustration. Um, yeah. For sure. Um, I mean, do you want, do you think we should get into some basketball talk here? Yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing is I think that although this is taking up a lot of, um, the news and all sports radio, I, I think maybe a little, little, just basketball talk can, uh, maybe take people's mind off things. And, uh, I know our next podcast was going to be the NBA MVP debate. And basically we're going to put that debate to bed. Um, so, I mean, do you want, you want to do that? I can do that, man. I'm ready to, uh, to go to bat for my boy. <laughs> all right. So, so here's the thing is, and Taylor and I were talking about this on Twitter. If you follow either of us on Twitter, you know what we're talking about. If you don't follow us on Twitter, Christ should. Okay. Great um, follow. Great follows. Right. Um, but basically after the Lakers had defeated the Clippers and the Bucks, there was this huge media outpouring of LeBron for MVP. And I, I thought I found it comical. Um, not because LeBron's not phenomenal. He's one of the greats of all time. He's one of the best players in the NBA. But to say that he should win the MVP based on a couple games is absurd for many, many, many reasons. Ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you want to shut the podcast off in a couple minutes, that's fine because here's, here's the point of all the backup that we're going to give you. Giannis is the MVP, and it's not close. There, you can shut the podcast off. Now, if you want to hear the reasons, keep listening, okay? But Giannis is the MVP, okay? Taylor, go ahead. I feel the same way, man. I thought that that media narrative, which ESPN specifically has become notorious for, and I hope I didn't just, uh, you know, kill our chances of ever getting on their network by saying that. <laughs> but um, – they really like to push whatever that hot narrative is. And I think it was Mike Wilbon who went on to his Twitter feed and did like a three minute video, kind of a saying essentially like, you know, this is why I'm voting for LeBron for MVP. It was fresh off that Lakers win against the Clippers after they had beat the, the Bucks earlier in the week. <clears throat> and it was and, the Bucks. Hold on. It was the Bucks fourth game in four cities in six days and Giannis hurt his knee in that game, but go ahead. Go ahead. I knew talking. the knee thing. I didn't know that that's where they were in their schedule. Um, that's a, that's an interesting tidbit. 
Yeah. So they never mentioned that part. Right. So here's Wilbon spouting off for three minutes about why, you know, LeBron has now in the last two games helped him decide his vote for MVP and that he was going to switch it from Giannis to LeBron. And I thought that there was only 15 seconds of quality content in there that made any sense. And what it was, was, yeah, those two games against the Bucks and the Clippers were really impressive for LeBron. But there's a whole other season. There was 20 games remaining at that time. So could LeBron have gone on a tear and, you know, close the gap or overtaken Giannis? I guess it's possible. Uh, but that hadn't happened yet. And now it's not going to happen. But there is a whole season, and you're supposed to base the MVP off of that work. And I know that people find Kobe Bryant fans insufferable. Well, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, so I don't find him insufferable. I find LeBron fans insufferable at times. And these are the times. I remember when Steph Curry led the Warriors to a 73-9 and record, and people were clamoring for LeBron to get the MVP over him. That, no, that makes no sense. That is a vote where you say, <clears throat> oh, the Warriors went 73-9. and When someone's looking back at the history books 20 years from now, how crazy would it have looked to them if they're looking back in the books and they would see, oh, a team went 73-9, and Curry was the best player on that team, wait, LeBron got MVP? It's, a, it's that simple. It, it would make no sense. Bill Simmons, who I respect maybe the most out of all basketball journalists, I think he has the, the, most, the deepest knowledge of the history of the game and the context in the present moment. He says LeBron has exactly as many MVPs as he should have, which is four, right? Uh, four, I believe four. Yeah, I, I, I trust him over anybody else. Um, this narrative playing out in this current season, I guess it's to be expected. LeBron plays in Los Angeles. ESPN loves to stoke the fire on things like this. So that's all I'm chalking it up to. LeBron is not more deserving of the MVP than Giannis. We can give specifics here in a second. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you a good example is before we even get into the specifics of the stats, and the stats and the record and the plus minus all point to Giannis. But before we even get into that, I remember Shaq and Kobe being teammates, okay? And do you know how many MVPs combined those two guys have? Two. Two. They got two MVPs. Now, for a large part of the NBA, I would say those were the two best players in the NBA. And ladies and gentlemen, they were on the same team. They were on the same team, which goes to show and. Kobe didn't even get his MVP until Shaq was well and gone, right? LeBron has a very similar teammate. His name's Anthony Davis. It, I'm sorry, but the way this works is, in many ways, if you have one of the best players in the world on your team, and you are also one of the best players in the world, you cancel each other out a little bit. That's just how history works. So if we're talking about who's most valuable to their team, and you also have one of the best players in the world on your team, how can you say that you are the most valuable? You can't, right? And let, this is just totally my opinion. But if I were to tell you who the four 
best players in the NBA or the four best players in the world right now. Now I'm going best. I'm not going most valuable. Okay. So that's a different conversation, but I'm going to tell you right now who I think are the four best players in order in or just top in four. order in okay. order. Here we I go. Think the, the best player in the world is Kawhi Leonard. Now this is the thing. I don't think he deserves the MVP, but I think if I had to win one game or if I had to win a series, I'm taking him right now. Number two, okay, the second best player in the world, right? This one's tough. But again, if I got to take one game or if I have to take a series, I'm going to take LeBron, okay? I'm going to take LeBron simply because LeBron has a mid-range jump shot. You shoot the three a little bit better. So if you're, if you're game planning for one game or one series, he's a little more versatile. Third best player, Giannis. Okay, he's he's a freak of nature. He he does everything. Like he literally does everything. And at this point in his career, he's the most important uh, imposing body in the NBA. And then the fourth best player in the NBA, most impactful player in the NBA, is Anthony Davis. Okay, so so ladies and gentlemen two of those four players are on the same team. So it's very difficult to give the MVP. And in fact, if you were to give the MVP to one of those two teammates, my argument would be you might want to give it to Anthony Davis and not LeBron. Like is the media totally going at this the wrong way? And we should have been talking about Giannis or Anthony Davis for MVP not LeBron and Giannis. And so here's some of the stats that who leads the Lakers in points? Anthony Davis. Who leads the Lakers in rebounds? Anthony Davis. Who leads the Lakers in steals? Anthony Davis. Who leads the Lakers in blocks? Anthony Davis. LeBron leads the team in assists. Okay? That should be said probably. Leads in the, the league. league. In assists, Sorry, yeah. in the league. So if you're really pointing out who is one of the most valuable players on that team, it could easily, easily be argued that Anthony Davis is the most valuable player for the Los Angeles Lakers, especially when you add in the fact that Anthony Davis at this point in time is a much more impactful defensive player than LeBron James, affecting the game on both ends of the court. Then you throw in the fact of how much of the NBA is going to small ball. Anthony Davis is the a kryptonite in many ways for small ball because he can guard five different positions. He's faster than most guards. And then he can just throw it up, get the rebound and put it back in. He is uh, the kryptonite for so many teams and what they're trying to do. He's the perfect, perfect fit. Giannis, on the other hand, 29.6 points a game, 54.7% shooting from the field, which is about 5 percentage points higher than, than LeBron, 13.7 rebounds, which is insane, 5.8 assists, 
and an 11.4 plus minus, which is off the charts. And I believe the best in all of the NBA, and by the way, points, field goals, rebounds, assists, plus minus, he's leading his team in all those categories. Mm-hmm. And they have the best record in the NBA. They're 53 and 12. The Lakers are 49 and 14. Throw on the fact that they've split their regular season games against each other. The game that everyone was really bragging up LeBron was the game that Giannis got injured in. And the Bucks are 53 and 12. Giannis was injured to the point where he didn't play the last two games. You know what the Bucks did the last two games? Lost. They lost, ladies and gentlemen. They lost the game. Who didn't play? Their best player, meaning who's most valuable to their team. It's Giannis. I can't believe we're even having this podcast. Like, I can't believe we're even having this, this, this debate. It's Giannis. Like, it's Giannis seven days a week, night and day. It's, it's when, when, when the moon turns purple and I'm putting sprinkles on my ice cream, which I hate to do, it's still Giannis. <laughs> so the one thing uh, that I also want to mention, too, is the minutes per game that Giannis is doing his damage in. Um, LeBron is having an incredible season. And he's still, like you said, if you're making a list of the best players or you have, you have to take just one seven-game series, who are you going to pick? You know, he's going to be right up there with Kawhi. And some people would, would put him above Kawhi, and you can't really say that they're incredibly wrong. Um, the, the, the thing that leads me almost more than anything to pick Giannis is because of the work that he does in only 30 minutes a game. And so when you do those uh, 36-minute stats that they do where they can inflate the stats per 36 minutes, that 36 minutes is what most stars are already playing, um, if not more. Giannis is only at 30. He does his work through the first three quarters, and then he sits out the fourth quarters because their point differential is usually so good. I would love to see him play 35 minutes a game because you know it's going to be at the exact same energy level that he plays those 30 minutes. The dude goes all out. There were clips surfacing of games that I didn't catch where they were up like eight with 30 seconds left, and there were loose balls at half court, and he's diving for the loose ball. Like that's just what he does. So for me, I'm thinking if he played 35 minutes a game, he's probably averaging closer to like 33 and 15, which would just be – Easily. Yeah, just be insane. Um, Not to mention, you know, that he might be the favorite to be defensive player of the year. I don't know know if he's the favorite, um, but I think he's the best uh, defensive player in the league. You could throw Anthony Davis up there too, Rudy Gobert, guys like that. Um, But he has that ability to switch onto smaller players too. He's always blocking shots at the rim. He's getting dunked on quite a bit because he's he's um, never concerned about about looking stupid. He's always making the effort play. Those are all the reasons that I just think, yeah, like it's a, it's a no brainer that he should be should be the MVP. And my concern is that this narrative really took off prior to the end of the or to the season ending. So I don't really know where it's going to go. I suspect he will still get MVP, but I think the voting is going to be a little bit closer 
you know, than it, than it even should be. Yeah. And I don't know if they're even going to give out, I don't even know how that's going to work. They're going to yeah, give right. out the awards this year. A lot of questions. What with, you know, the season only being three quarters of the way through, as you mentioned, you know, Giannis could be, I don't know how injured he is. He could miss 10 games. LeBron could play great. You know, the whole kind of thing shifts because the game's missed and whatnot. So that could affect, we'll never know um, because we're just over three quarters away through the season. Uh, the Lakers have played 63 games, I believe. The Bucks have played 65. So it's, it's um, you know, still some time that changes could have happened. But if you're giving the MVP for the games that were played, it's Giannis. Night, day, any day of the week, it's Giannis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's doing less with more. Again, LeBron and Anthony Davis are basically equals. Giannis's best teammate is Chris Middleton, who's, you know, he made the all-star team. So, I mean, out of the 24 all-stars, he's, he's in that yeah, he's, you know, no offense to him. He's probably in that 20 to 24 range as far as being the best of those 24. And we all know in the game of basketball, there's a huge difference between being the 24th best player in the NBA and being the second, third, or fourth best player in the NBA. So Let me the, frame the, it this way, too. Yeah. So if Giannis's best teammate is Chris Middleton, that would mean their top two players are Giannis and Chris Middleton. We know the Lakers' top two players are LeBron and Anthony Davis. Chris Middleton, for a championship team, in the mold of, say, the Warriors, where there was a lot of weapons in past years, he's probably an ideal third option. Borderline. He can, he can suffice as a second option. But wouldn't he be uh, – I don't think he's as good as Klay Thompson. No, they, no, no. He's not so, as good as Klay Thompson. He would right. be – I mean, if you talk to the Durant teams – Right. You know, he's he'd be their fourth best offensive player, but he wouldn't be their fourth best player. I would say Draymond Green is a better player. So he'd be he would have been the fifth best player on that team. All right. So you have someone who Middleton is probably for a championship team, he could be a second best player, but he might more be a third best player. And then you have the Lakers, who's second best player, whether that be LeBron or Anthony Davis would be nearly every team's first option on a championship team. And so, yeah, I just – the less is more, that's playing a big part of of where I would put my vote as well. It's just a difference in rosters, man. Yeah, it's it's not close, people. I know there's a lot of LeBron fans listening. I'm sorry, you know, if you you have to give us a a one-star rating on the podcast, at least put in the comments – that that's the reason why you gave us a one-star rating because we think although LeBron is phenomenal, he's one of the best players in the league at this point in time. I, I think he's a better player than Giannis. I want to make sure you know that. I just don't think that he deserves the MVP. When you go into a seven game series, LeBron has the ability to, um, Hit, he can post up and hit the mid-range fade away. He can. He's just a much more consistent pull-up jump shooter. 
And that, as we've talked about with Kawhi Leonard and what separates Kawhi Leonard from so many players and why Kawhi Leonard had so much success against Giannis in the playoffs last year was Kawhi Leonard has probably the best mid-range pull-up, him and Chris Paul, in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard's 6'8", super strong. He's just going to have a better pull-up than Chris Paul, who's, you know, 6'1". So, and that was one of the biggest separators from those two because they're both elite defensive players, right? Giannis, you know, more athletic, taller, probably faster, all these different things. But Kawhi's ability to really lock down uh, individual offensive player on defense and then offensively being able to say, okay, I can get to the rim. I can hit the pull up. I can also hit the three. You know, that's anyone the championship last year. That's why I think he's the best player in the game. And I think LeBron isn't as good a defender as Kawhi. Um, he's not as good of a shooter as Kawhi. Uh, he's a better passer. He's a better creator for other people than Kawhi Leonard is. Um, and so I put him slightly behind in that category as far as best players. And then Giannis is, is nipping at their heels in that area. And then again, there's Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis plays, it looks like Stretch Armstrong running around on the court with super speed. Like he's, he looks like he's taller. He looks like he's like seven foot five because his arms look like they're, you know, 10 feet long and he can just gobble up every rebound, every loose ball in his area, block any shot. Seems like it's, it's realistic. You can throw the ball up anywhere and then he, he can dunk it. I mean, we're giving the, the assists, you know, LeBron's leading the league in assists. What's one of the reasons he's leading the league in assists? Because Anthony Davis is on his team, right? And so every game he can literally just toss the basketball up to Anthony Davis, and no matter where it is, he's just going to catch it and put it in, right? Anybody's assists are going to go up when Anthony Davis is on your team because he's, it's, he's easy to play with. Um, especially in, in the ball screen and lobs and he runs in transition. He's yep. phenomenal. Yeah, he can do it all. Um, so, so again, it's, it's not up for debate, debate people. Um, that's just kind of the way it is. And again, it's, it's not against LeBron because I think he is better than Giannis. <laughs> and so I may, maybe I'm upsetting all the Giannis fans too. The, you know, people are upset at me because I don't think, uh, Le- LeBron should get the MVP, but all the Giannis fans are probably upset with me because I think LeBron's better than Giannis a little bit. It's MVP. It's very specific. It's most valuable player. And until they change the name of most valuable player, all the stats, all the those things, you know, Taylor, you pointed out the minutes per game aspect, what he does with less, it all points to Giannis. And then, as we've talked about before, I think Giannis is – I would rather play with Giannis. Like, he, he's just a dog. He plays harder. He, his, his, his attitude, his mentality, he's, he's tough. Um, that's the kind of guy that I feel like I want to go to battle with in the game. Um, and, you know, so maybe that's why I'm a little bit biased towards him. I don't know. 100% man we we've said pretty clearly that those are kind of the players that we that we prefer uh you know the Russell Westbrooks things like that what 
what um, is a little different about Giannis is the fact that he is so physically gifted uh, that it's sometimes it's like, how can you root for, for someone who has all these, all these physical attributes that just cater themselves so well to basketball? I can cheer for him because he's squeezing every ounce of it uh, out of his abilities. And so that's why I'm such a, a big Giannis fan. I think he's definitely most deserving of the MVP this year. I don't know what the plan is for the rest of the season, but I would have loved to have seen the Bucks go to to the finals and play a team like the Clippers or the Lakers. And it basically would have just seemed like the Monstars, you know, playing each other. Because those are some freaks of nature that, that um, are all deserving of kind of being called the top players in the world. It would have been awesome. Yeah. So, so here's where we're at people. We're, we're planning on doing um, some podcasts a little bit more often um, over this next week or so um, because Taylor and I are, are working from home a lot more. So we hope to, to give that to you on different, different topics um, and hopefully, you know, kind of take your mind off, off things a little bit. Um, I couldn't believe as I was scrolling through Twitter the past couple of days, how many people are um, so basketball hungry right now this month of March. And um, they're just looking for, for things to watch. And um, so hopefully we can give you a little bit, just a little bit of more basketball content to um, kind of fulfill some of that, that taste, that craving that you, that you have right now over these coming weeks. And um, again, hopefully things get figured out. You know, I don't know what that, that looks like, but um, at this point in time, you know, you just got to stay safe, uh, stay healthy, uh, be smart, and, um, you know, weighing the risk and reward of, of whatever it is, whether you think it's, it's um, being overblown. Hey, listen, I hope it's being overblown. I hope, I hope it is, right? But uh, at the same time, the risk reward factor, I'm going to play it safe and I'm not going to regret that I played it safe, um, you know, a month from now, a year from now, whatever that is. Absolutely, dude. Um, I hope that we can continue to provide some bit of light and what is otherwise kind of a depressing, well, it is a depressing end to a lot of sports seasons. So we'll, we'll bring you guys along for this ride as we're processing things and going to just continue chatting about, about hoops, man. It's, um, it's the least we can do for people in this moment. Wash your hands, guys. Go, go play basketball outside. Maybe this is when the sun's starting to come out. You know, can we, can we go out there and get some shots up outdoors? I think that that's going to be totally fine. Um, and take care of each other. We really need that. Take care. God bless. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. Bye.